Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show. Welcome back. We are Parenting by the Pint. This is Lauren, and I'm here with Kara. Hey, everybody. We are two Chicago suburban moms uh, with five children between us who like to get together, drink beer, talk about our kids, talk about current events, and whatever is on our minds. Um, So we're going to do that tonight. And we are drinking. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) The usual, you know. (laughs) Uh, Tonight we're drinking two beers from Central Waters, which is a Wisconsin brewery, actually. So let's get started with our coffee pumpkin milkshake IPA called Wendy. I feel like it should be called Basic. So I'm going to read the can because IPA. this, no, this is totally basic. This is, Sweet. this is basic. One I, don't, I mean, basic is, uh, sounds like a negative thing, but I mean it as a joke, like that this yeah. beer has some of those elements that people joke about that way. It's so. like pumpkin spice, co- pumpkin spice, coffee, milkshake, IPA. I mean, how much more basic can you put into a can? But all right, this made me laugh and I didn't read the whole thing, but um, it says, if you've met one Ryan, you've met them all. That's how we saw it when we hired the third guy named Ryan on our crew. Before his first day, we had a new name for him, Wendy. Wendy loves his pumpkin spice lattes, and every fall when the leaves begin to change, he's in his minivan racing to the drive-thru. This one is for you, Wendy. Awesome. <laughs> you know, I didn't know that that was why it was called Wendy. Even I. though I brought this can, I didn't read uh, what it said before we drank it, but... Um, that is something that happens at my job is that we get name overlap a lot and because we're mm. such a small crew you can't have two you oh, know Brian's. we used to have like a bunch yeah. of steves <laughs> and none of them were called steve, steve. nobody Everybody's went by got steve got a nickname yeah. yeah and we had a we had one and we have one employee uh the guy i mentioned in the hailstorm episode that went to sit in line for oh me, yeah, yeah uh who comes up with the nicknames he's oh, that's like his, his job? job at the at the shop <laughs> you are and, the nicknamer and he comes up with the best we had a guy whose nickname was literally party time <laughs> and we still talk about party time <laughs> and i'm just like hey how's party time doing how's party time party time was this co-worker that i've named before it was his best man at oh, his wedding. They well, became friends at my job. And oh, cool. They, yes. All so right. It's funny. Well, this one is apparently Wendy, who sounds like is actually Ryan, and drives <laughs> a minivan and loves pumpkin spice lattes. So Hey, Ryan sounds um, like he could be part of our crew, man. Yep. All I, mean, right. I don't know about this beer. We're going to give it a try. We're, we're going to give it a try. All right. I- <laughs> it smells pretty good. It's not super pumpkin, which is what I would be afraid of. I'm not a huge... I am not a big pumpkin spice latte fan, which maybe is an unpopular opinion. I hate pumpkin spice lattes. You do? I hate them. I I used to drink them, I guess, semi-regularly. I'm not a big, like, coffee shop person. I make my own coffee, and I've been doing that for a long time. So, like, while I do occasionally make a stop at Starbucks for something... Mm-hmm. I haven't ordered a pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks in years, for sure. I, I gave it another shot this year, and it, I regret it. Wholeheartedly regret giving yeah. it another shot. Yeah, wasn't a fan. Now that I've tasted this, <laughs> you and I had some pretty serious doubts about this beer. Because neither one of us is like a pumpkin spice. It's not super pumpkin I don't dislike it as much as I expected. You definitely get the pumpkin. Um, I feel like I get it in the aftertaste. Yeah. More than, in, more than up front. And even a bit of that spice, like the pumpkin spice. The spice is what I'm smelling, yeah. I think. The aroma is not pumpkin-y, but it's almost cidery. Maybe like some cinnamon or something yeah. like that. Nutmeg? Maybe a little, yeah, nutmeg. Uh-huh. Some spices. I'm getting the spices the spice. and the aroma yeah. for sure. And I'm getting... I, I feel like I'm getting the pumpkin in the aftertaste more so than in the initial taste of it. But it's not super strong. No. No. And, and that was a big fear for me when we were going to drink this. So the story of this beer is that I have a friend mm-hmm. who I was talking to about actually what is going to be our second beer in this episode... Um, as a potential keezer option for mm. my husband and my keezer that we built, mm-hmm. which you guys, spoiler alert, is going to be a very 
episode very soon. Yes, for sure. Because uh, <laughs> we're pretty much ready for that. All right. Um, but this beer that we're going to drink next, it was a something we were considering. In the running. And when I was speaking with my friend about it, he had talked about how he was going to Central Waters um, for a beer release. And he was like, oh, do you want me to grab you Wendy. pumpkin? <laughs> he didn't actually call it Wendy. <laughs> um, but do you want me to grab this the pumpkin milkshake? Pumpkin yeah milkshake uh, ipa for you and i was kind of like "Ugh, yeah <laughs> for the podcast like i was just like gross that sounds terrible yes, you, yes should you should get, get me one me <laughs> because we can't always drink beers we like well, we have to try something different i've never had a pumpkin spice neither have milkshake, i so mm-hmm. i have to have one mm-hmm. i mean if we it's are here for any reason, Lauren, we are yeah. here to broaden our horizons. Exactly. And, and it's the perfect basic fall beer. Yeah. I mean, really. Like I feel like I feel like we had to. We didn't have a choice. No. Yeah. No. Um it is better than I expected. I mm-hmm. I could not drink a four pack of it. Um and I probably wouldn't buy a four pack of it. My no. friend was gracious enough to give me two twelve ounce cans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sharing one with Lauren tonight, and I left the other one with my husband with strict instructions to drink it without me, (laughs) because I had a feeling I wasn't going to want to drink more of it. it. I would share a second can with him on a separate evening Mm -hmm. um, and be happy to do it. Yeah. But I would also say that, like, if he tried it and he absolutely loved it, I would gladly Give it let all him, to him drink yeah. the rest um, because I had already tried it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I, I mean, think it's definitely worth a shot, though. I mean, it's it's if you don't like pumpkin, don't stray away from it because it's not super strong pumpkin. But if you do like pumpkin, it has enough of it that you might like it. It's like the perfect balance. I think that's exactly right. Pumpkin. I think that's perfect. Yes. So. Yeah. It's definitely pumpkin. You're definitely mm-hmm. with, if no one told you what was in this, you could yes, you, you could would taste get that from it. Yeah, there's some there's a pumpkin or maybe pumpkin pie or something yes. would come. I to actually mind. taste pumpkin. Yeah, pumpkin pie is what is more to me. Yeah, um, I like this way better than a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> like not that yeah, that's, but that's a any. Really low bar. I mean, it's a very low bar, but I this is I mean, yeah, significantly better than that. So that's good. Um, that's good. Yeah. All right. I I actually you know I I kind of like it. It's definitely significantly awesome. better than I expected. So I um, agree. So uh, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, is, Steve. I mentioned a Steve, <laughs> not a Steve from my job. No, but, but thank you, Steve. Steve, for for making the trek out for this beer and yeah. giving us the opportunity to try something I never would have tried. Yeah. One of the breweries I would love to go visit Amherst wisconsin i think it's in the more central north central area anyways um let me talk a little bit about central waters so it was born the idea was born back in 1996 when two friends got together in junction city wisconsin which i think is a small town near stevens point um they actually bought an old brick building that was from like the 1920s and originally owners and owners and owners before them um, was an old Model A Ford dealership. Oh. So pretty wow, old building. Cool. And they uh, they cleaned it, they restored it, and they retrofitted some old dairy equipment to use as brew equipment. See, this is my kind of brewery. <laughs> I love the breweries that are like, hey, let's improvise our gear. Mm-hmm. I mean, and back like, in 96, like craft beer wasn't really at i mean it wasn't is that big um anyway so the brewery officially opened in 98 a couple years later but it has since changed owners um I'm, uh, at least once and locations so it was in junction city now it's in amherst they moved to amherst in 2007 um their big thing, their mission, they say, is to make the world a better place one beer at a time. Mm. So they are very into environmentally friendly things. They use local ingredients. They use solar powers to heat the water in the brewing process to heat the facility. They've got a thousand square feet of solar panels. Nice. Um, they use recycled materials. They were the first brewery. Wisconsin has this green tier program for environmental efforts. They were the first brewery accepted into that program and the only brewery still as of today that's part of their green masters program essentially is the most environmentally conscious businesses in the state of wisconsin so they're huge on the the environment and um and those things but also making really great beers so yeah so hats off to central waters and some that we've never had anywhere else before yeah for sure like this is new and exciting so 
So that's uh, that's a little bit about the brewery. That was cool. Thank yeah. you. So um, so now I guess let's talk about our kids. Let's do kids. <laughs> now that we've hit on the uh, the minivan minivan mom of beers, uh, yeah, very appropriate. We should talk about kids. Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. Yeah, I guess. We We've talk been about sitting them. here chatting for like an hour. Yeah. And I don't true. think at any point. No, we haven't talked about our kids at all. We talked about our children at all. No, surprising. I know. And I know for everyone listening, it's only been about 10 minutes. Yeah, but, but so. You guys have to understand, when we get together to record, <laughs> uh, the length of an episode is basically like tripled mm-hmm. by the time that we've spoken to each other while getting about together. other random everything going on in the world or I our mean, day or anything i mean else. i think it's fair to say that we're not getting as much social interaction as we normally would either Agreed. i mean you're working from home so mm-hmm. you're not even with co-workers no. yeah um and not that that's a big social element but, but still it's having still... a conversation like hey how's the kids how's this i don't get any of that yeah. i can't oh, walk man, by I was late this morning desk. or my yeah. coffee's really good today mm-hmm. or some random none of that i just you sit at a desk all day you can still say that stuff but there's nobody around right and i'm in the basement by myself it's like my it's own little dungeon weird. right yeah yeah so yeah. i got nothing yeah so, so it's nice yeah. yeah this is for me and lauren this is our opportunity <laughs> to like see another human being that we're not related to yeah for sure and i gotta say i super look forward to it uh but that being said let's get back to the kid thing Jeez, all right Lauren. kids kids i forget about them yeah how can you forget all right today we're going to talk about we're going to go back a couple years uh not to newborns but to talk about preschool so yes. three ish i'm excited to be able to have the opportunity to once again mm-hmm. mention that we did not go to preschool together, and I didn't know that until about eight months ago. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> I, it's the first thing I wrote down when we were starting to make some notes about this episode topic. I was like, I get to mention this. It's if you have a bingo card, we should put together a bingo card. If you have a bingo right. card of like things we talk parenting about, by the yeah. pint topics. Oh, I like it. Kara and Lauren pointing out they did not go to preschool together <laughs> should be like like a middle somewhere not super essential because mm. we don't bring it up that often mm. but this has got to be at least the third or fourth episode <laughs> that has come up fair yeah yeah anyway no, true. so lauren and i did not go to preschool no. together just everywhere else yes everything for the rest of our education after but, preschool that being said i went to a park district preschool mm-hmm. um and so did my kids which is a total coincidence um i didn't go out of my way to Send them to Park District Preschool. I had um, a friend from college. I don't know if you remember. She was in the sorority. She was actually my mom. Oh, yeah, yeah, Kathy. Kathy. Ardiente. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, She lives in Bolingbrook. Oh, I didn't know I've that. had coffee oh, with her once or twice. Nice. It's been forever. But, right. Um, uh, she works at, like, Christ Hospital. Like, we, oh, wow. our lives are, like, so intertwined yeah. and we don't realize so it. Funny. I love stuff like that, right? by the yeah. way. But, um... <laughs> She has a daughter that's a little bit older than my nine-year-old mm-hmm. and had attended the preschool at the park district. And I had posted something, I think, on Facebook mm-hmm. looking for input on sure. preschools yeah. or programs or just like things that people thought were important when it came to preschool. Yep. And she had highlighted one of the Where park district went. preschools, yeah. which is uh, very nature-focused. Okay. Um, and so my kids both went to a preschool at like a nature center in my town. Okay. Um, they had one like that by uh, uh, not too far from us. Yeah. Um, not where our kids went, but I understand what the concept. Yeah. Yeah. For us, we liked the idea. They go. They went outside every single day mm-hmm. unless it was literally below zero out. So as long as it was above zero, oh, nice, and That's not good. like storming, storming of right. course, no, or something totally like that. that. Yeah. They were outside, nice. and we really liked that because they were young, and it exposed them to the outdoors. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm not the most outdoorsy person on the planet. So if somebody else can take them outside once in a while, I That's would gladly accept. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they still very much enjoy being outside, yeah, being outside. and um, they learned a, a good deal there and got some great social skills, which I think is the key with yeah, preschool. preschool it's not as much academics yeah um my oldest who's eight he is autistic and was in early intervention so he transitioned to the early childhood program at in our school district 
the day after her, he turned three oh, because okay. they were still in session because he was born in May. So the day after he turned three in Illinois, you no longer, um, you can no longer do early intervention, which is their program for special needs kids, essentially therapies and stuff up until age three. Then you transition to the school district typically. So he started right into the school literally the monday after he turned three he was in preschool started finished out summer school went back in august he had a month off and went and was with the same teacher for a couple of years for preschool and then kindergarten etc and he's still in the same district so we didn't really have anything to think about with him right because it was just this is what you're doing you're transitioning you're moving to the special ed program within the district and you were already in this house yes right we were so in you this were house. living where you live now yes exactly okay. we moved here the day before the day before the twins were, two days before the twins were born, we moved into this house. And that was a year earlier, right? Or or was that the same year that he turned three? No, he I was know, two. Confusing. The okay. twins were born the day before he turned two, and we moved in two days before they were born. So you were here for like almost a year. Yeah. So okay. we were here for a year before he started school. And okay. when we okay. had him diagnosed and went through all of that stuff. So we were in this house for all of that. Um but so we just, that was what he did. And he's still in our school district right now. And he's mm-hmm. still in the special education program. So we didn't have anything to think about. So when the twins were starting preschool, we were like, crap, where do we send them? What do we do with There's them? like a bunch of different schools. There's a, We don't have a park district in our town. We have a park district in the town next door, though. Um, and then there's a school that's not, it's a little bit farther, that we actually had put a deposit down and signed up for. Um, that's essentially more one-on-one, but they're with student teachers. So it's where kids in the area go to student teach if that's what they want to do. Um, so it's a program that there's a ton of teachers for all the kids in the class. So maybe a month before preschool was supposed to start for the twins, I get a call from my father and my me and my husband both work my parents are both retired they live six minutes from us they're going to help take the kids to school and back blah blah blah. and he tells me you know it's a little too far for us and i'm like it's a month before school starts yeah that's uh what what do we do here he's like well we'll do it if we have to and i was like so you, you you don't want want me to and he's like if you can find something closer we'll help you pay for it because also Oof. i mean this oh, wasn't now you have to do right it. also like it was it wasn't very expensive like uh, not not that that is the main factor here but we have three kids like you yeah, sure school you know it's still a financial expenditure yeah, it's it's expensive so yeah. so i call around i call around i call around like there's a bunch of places that have waiting lists because oh. it's a month before school starts. Right. Um, so we wind up at the Sandbox, which is a private, I guess. They have a, a few different locations, preschool, that's conveniently right across from Kenwood Liquors in Homer Glen. Um, <laughs> literally across How the convenient. street. How convenient for me. Anyways, um, I'm not going to lie. I definitely made a stop there many a times after dropping the twins off at preschool. But... Um, so my parents were happy. It's close. It's in town. It's like $900 a month for three days. That seems expensive. Yeah. Is that expensive? I think it's expensive. Okay. So I think that's really expensive. <laughs> my kids preschool three days a week. So their four-year-old preschool was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So mm-hmm. it was three days a week. Mm-hmm. I think it was Fourteen hundred for the year. Yeah, it was a mortgage payment. It was like an extra mortgage payment for us for a and month. I know that's two kids. That is two. Okay, which is fine. Which is, yeah, but, but it's know. still an extra ish if you take out taxes and homeowners. It's an extra mortgage payment a month. So, um, and that's for three three days a week, I think. So that when they were three, we sent them three days a week, and it was half days. And then when they turned four, we sent them five days a week because. Why not? So it actually turned out great. They 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 learned, but really, I don't think preschool is about academics as much as it's about socializing, getting away from your parents, getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah, I was gonna say getting comfortable having, away. Yeah, like the first day I dropped the twins off, 
they had no qualms. They ran into the door and were like, bye, mom, see you later. And then half the kids were like attached to their parents' leg, crying, not wanting to be left, um, which was great. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, I'm glad that um, the twins were so comfortable because we're used to going places. We're used to, you know, being places. And I think because by the nature of them being twins, they couldn't be as physically attached to me all the time. Right. Well, you made that observation in the episode yeah. where we talked about new baby stuff, yeah. that you had them in the baby seats. Yeah, I had because to. There's what are you going to do? You and can't hold two babies and brother. manage a two-year-old. Right, yeah. yeah. So they were perfectly comfortable. They loved school. They loved nice. going. They loved being with other kids. Um, you know, my boy twin is very smart, I think, and I mean, all parents probably say that for his age, my girl twin is very creative for her age, but not very academically smart. So they, we learned in preschool that they learn very differently. And so when they moved to kindergarten, we split them up into different classes. And I really think that preschool helped us understand more oh, yeah, totally. how they learn differently and what their strengths are. You know, you don't have to go to preschool in Illinois. I don't think you have to go until first grade legally in Illinois. Yeah, um, I think that's right. So there's a bunch of people that keep their kids home or homeschool or whatever, which to each their own. I'm not going to judge anyone else. But for us, that interaction, that social interaction, and really understanding how they learn things, because they learn differently with me than they do with a teacher. You Absolutely. Know, like, I mean, if we've learned nothing through this experience, oh, yeah. uh, I think Lately, that we've yeah. discovered that. Yeah. What I they gain from you, what you give them, isn't is the same as what they're close. getting from this authority figure at school. Yeah. And who's trained and who does this and who's used to it and has skills and resources and things. Like, it, it is different. And maybe if, if you are a teacher, you can homeschool, but I am not capable of doing the things to the caliber that a teacher can. But um, so I definitely, I think our preschool experience with the twins was, was great. Um, that's good. Which turned out great since it was last minute and we didn't know where know, the heck we so were sending them. And like, the dice and I guess we're going to go here because they have room for us. Okay, that's great. <laughs> so my kids, it's funny, they were on two ends of the spectrum in a lot of ways. Um, not in the academic sense, kind of like your twins. Mm-hmm. Um, but socially, they oh. were kind of on two ends of the spectrum. So when my older son, my n- currently nine-year-old... Um, went away to preschool, he was one of those kids that had to be dragged out of the Mm. car every day, every day for two years. He would be the, you did the thing there where you would get in line to drop off and the teacher would open the door Mm, and and, and and escort your child to the line to go inside. Okay. And my child had to be like grabbed around the waist and yanked out (laughs) while he was holding onto the passenger seats. Like, like every, every day. day for two years huh. um at one point and i don't remember all the tiny details mm-hmm. because it was a few years ago now sure, sure. um they decided to get an aide for mm-hmm. the class and they were like oh we're gonna have an aide in the class and i was just like oh that's cool yeah. a third person and they were like for your son oh wow and i was just like oh mine why yeah is something going on that like how is this the first time hearing right of this? that's true i can respect my son needing additional help in some fashion sure. but i'd like to a know conversation would be good yeah and they were just like oh well you know he's not really socializing with the other students mm. and what it boiled down to was that he wasn't really interacting with the other kids okay. and being that that's a big thing you're supposed to get out right, of preschool at that age, yeah. he wasn't really getting it And they were afraid that he would not do well in kindergarten, ultimately, without Mm -hmm. a little bit more exposure. Okay. um, At a younger. He just needed some help. He needed just a tiny push. Okay. And so they got him an aide. And basically, she just followed him around. And every once in a while, would be like, hey, let's go see what Sophie's doing. And And he'd be like, okay. Okay. And then he would go play with Sophie for like half an hour. He just needed a little prompt. He needed someone to suggest he go play with a kid. That's all right. And so he had an aide to do that. And she would just be like, hey, let's go run. Let's go play tag with those kids. And he would be, okay. And he would just go play tag. Um, And the funny thing is that when they told us about it, we then spoke about it again with them at like a, a parent teacher sure. conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were just sort of like, so is he really like, does he really 
talk very much. He seems really quiet. Mm-hmm. Not that he wasn't communicating. No, but he just, just wasn't shy. Yeah, fair. Yeah. And um, I was just like, uh, no, dude never shuts up. <laughs> Why? What did you guys say? How'd you get him to stop talking? <laughs> please, please. How do Can I do you this? Tell at me home? how to have a peaceful drive home for <laughs> yes. once. And uh, <laughs> and they were just like, oh, he just doesn't really talk. Really, he's very. He doesn't talk very much. And and in. Through the course of the conversation, they interact with my husband, who's also pretty brief. Yes. Uh, brief. I like that. He's concise. He is pretty brief. Yes. I say brief usually, but yeah, he's, he gets to the point and then he's done. And he's done. He doesn't elaborate um, on things. He's And they were kind of telling me that my nine-year-old was like that. And I was just sort of like, oh, okay. And you look at your husband like, hmm. I never even... And, and I'll be honest, I never... I never thought that he was a shy or quiet kid. Yeah. He always, I mean, it's just like yuckada, 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 nonstop with this kid. I mean, I. It's, you know what, though, with my daughter, it was similar, and I'll interrupt you for a second, but yeah. we, like, you've, I mean, you've been around her her whole life, and she's always dancing, singing everywhere. Like, she'll talk to anybody, but she was the same way in preschool. She was super quiet. She was super shy. She didn't like interact with very many kids at first. And we were shocked by that. Same with you, because we're like, she talks to everybody nonstop. She tells stories. She like, she just, she's super communicative with everybody she knows. But the key is if it's someone she knows. Yeah. When it's well, someone that she's not, you know, I, her first year, she was very, very shy. Which shocked us. Well, and I think that my now nine-year-old was like that at that time, too. Mm -hmm. And it is a trait that my husband has because Mm -hmm. he's like that. When he meets people initially, he's not unfriendly, but he can be very quiet. And he doesn't doesn't get too involved in conversation initially at times with strangers. Yeah. And... um, and it can take him a little while to warm up. And then once he does, he is friendly and conversational. Yeah. And Yeah, the first few times I met your husband, literally he just sat in his chair in the house at Western and didn't really say anything. Like, yeah. He just kind of sat there. Not that he was mean, like he just no, but didn't it, have anything to say. But there are times where it comes say. off as unfriendly. Yes, when, you, when you aren't very social... Mm-hmm. you know. And, and this goes double for children. Because True. if you're in a group, if you are a child in a group of children mm-hmm. and you're the one who isn't really saying anything. Yeah. The other children are not going to ask you to come play with them. True. Because you yeah. are not giving them anything to work yeah. with. And little kids are are much more they need that. They need yeah, to pick up on gonna that. They're not going to go and be like, "Here, let's go ask that, you know, that kid mm-hmm. to play." They're going to play with whoever wants to play. And yeah. if you speak up and they're like, "Oh, I want to play." Sure, great. You can play. But if you're not they're not going to seek you out. So Yeah, because yeah. they they don't have any connection to you yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was what was happening with him. And I was very pleased with how the school yeah. handled um, handled him. When he went off to kindergarten, I had minimal concerns about him socializing and being comfortable and also doing the thing where he wouldn't get out of the car. That yeah. did not happen. On day one of kindergarten, oh, great. dude got out of the car, walked into the building, I don't even know if he waved goodbye. When I went to the first parent-teacher conference, I asked the kindergarten teacher, I was like, how's he doing with the other kids? Is he socializing? Is he really quiet? Yeah. And she was just like, really quiet? Are you kidding? (laughs) I have to tell him to stop talking when I'm trying to teach. And I was just like, oh, well, he had a lot of issues with that in preschool. And she could not believe it. He's the other end of the spectrum now. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. not a problem. Now, my younger son, Mm -hmm. my now six-year-old, was... More like your kids, where mm-hmm. they like got out of the car a block away from the preschool yeah. and were just like, later, right, sucker, yep. and like you never saw them again. You had to drag them back into the car <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day. He was like that. He yeah. was very comfortable there. Mm-hmm. He really flourished socially. Um, he is the friendliest little guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves him. Um, and he was like that in preschool. Yeah, he's always uh, been like that. Yeah, yeah nothing. He's just, yeah. And now I'm talkative. But I am also a bit shy. So mm-hmm. as a child, I remember growing up and being a little bit shy. shy. Yeah. Um, but I am also talkative. So I think that while I may have trouble taking the initiative, mm-hmm. I pick up where someone leaves off very easily. Sure, sure. So if a kid were to have walked up to me and when I was to you. three, yeah. four, five years old, 
um, and just be like, hey, my name is Kelly, mm-hmm. I would have been like, hi, Kelly, I'm drawing. Do you want to draw with me? And mm-hmm. she would be like, yeah. And then we and would, you would just continue on. And, and your then friends we would now. talk about our drawings yeah. and, and we would be best friends. Yeah, for sure. And that would be it. <laughs> so like I could pick up where people, whereas my oldest wasn't even really doing that. Mm-hmm. And my youngest was like. Always just fine. Yeah. He's Kelly. He's yeah. going to come to he's you. He's going to come to you. Yeah. My daughter. <laughs> Uh, is i think preschool did wonders for her and her confidence and her socialization and again we were shocked because we always assumed she would be the more outgoing of the two Uh um but it it took a little bit of just you know um getting used to new people and things like that and she she does fine now she you know it's a little weird this year but like she was fine i think she seems comfortable in kindergarten she's still more shy than her brother is so she's less likely to talk to 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 people but we went to a birth we actually went to a birthday party last week we went to a birthday party Mm -hmm. of a boy in her class and there were a bunch of kids there um kids their siblings um you know don't judge me but um and the kids were playing laser tag in the backyard and hanging out and she jumped right in and was fine and hung out and um you know she's i think a lot of it with her has to do with self-confidence okay if she feels like she's heard and she feels like um you know, she, she just needs a voice. And that's even with like academics. Like if someone's like, Oh, good job. Or that's cool. Or I like your drawing or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think she's much more apt to continue. I was really proud of her though. Um, this week, a couple weeks ago, she, she goes to camp one day a week. Um, and there was a little girl and she made a drawing or Ellie, my daughter made a drawing and the little girl, um told her it was horrible who drew that that's horrible oh you told me about that. and she came home and she showed it to me and i'm like oh that's pretty and it well you know she's six like it was a fine drawing it was she's she's creative it was pretty i mean who tells uh even another kid who tells her kid their drawing is horrible and she told me about it and i was like well that's not very nice and this kid first of all i've heard other stories this kid isn't very nice to begin with but I said, you know, if somebody does that to you, and her her brother was like, well, she's not very nice, you know, and I was like, okay, well, if, you know, if someone does that to you, you should be like, you should tell them they hurt your feelings at this point. You're six. Like, and nobody should be a bully at six. Yeah. And so she actually went to camp this week and told the girl, she said, you know, you really hurt my feelings when you told me that my drawing was horrible. And she said she was sorry, which whether she meant it or not, but I was proud of her for even like saying something like, so I think she's gotten a lot more confident in herself in the last couple of years, which is awesome. That's great. So, That's good. Yeah. And it's, re- you should be so proud of her yeah, that she right? went to this kid and was like, confronted her, Yeah, even though it I was, so. you know, not it's to get not a into big deal, a fight, but, yeah. but to just share to share a feeling that mm-hmm. she had that she felt strong if she if it was still bothering her days later right then it was the right thing to do yeah to approach that you yeah. know yeah I, I was i was proud of her for That's saying great. something especially coming from the point where for a while she just kind of wouldn't wouldn't socialize very much to begin with right so she's come a long well, way and, which is and great i guarantee you that somebody being cold toward her isn't going to encourage her to socialize. Right. I mean, that's going to exactly. be a huge deterrent. So, I mean, as a yeah. parent, there's no way you're going to want that to be left that yeah. way. No. So, so that was a win for this week. Yeah. But that's great. All right. So this is the uh, brandy barrel barley wine. I have never had this barley wine aged in brandy barrels. So I mentioned this a few minutes ago when we were talking about Central Waters at the beginning um, and said that this was a potential Keezer uh, Mm -hmm. addition. So I'm very, I have, I do not believe that I have had this either. Um, I guess it's possible that I've had their barrel aged barley wine in previous years, but I believe that the brandy barrel aged mm-hmm. barley wine this is a new thing for them oh, okay yeah you know i i just kind of started paying attention to them recently mm-hmm. and i feel like um i've liked a lot of the things that i've had but i don't think i've had much in mm. in previous years from them so i'm kind of excited about this one it smells like a barley wine mm-hmm. <laughs> oh 
It tastes good, man. Mm, I like it. Tastes it tastes like a nice classic barrel-aged barley wine. I'm not a brandy drinker, so like my brandy experience is almost non-existent. Um, I do know that it has kind of a sweet flavor, mm-hmm. and I think it would be a nice complement to a barley wine. So I was really excited to try this. Yeah, um, I'm not familiar with brandy at all. No. Like, I remember a story my father told me one time about how you should never drink blackberry brandy because it tastes like candy. He was—he always <laughs> said things tasted like candy when so I was a kid would, to try to get would, me to eat things because uh, I'm a picky eater. So it would be dangerous because you just keep you drinking it? You would get drunk because ah. it was so appealing of a flavor. <laughs> and so that's my only real brandy experience is my father being like, oh, never drink blackberry brandy. All right, now I want to drink blackberry Maybe when we have my dad brandy, on someday, we'll do blackberry, blackberry brandy. brandy with him. He yeah. would love that. He does say quite often that if he were on the podcast with us, he would like to um, drink regular beer. Regular he, beer. He's in, a, I'm air quoting regular yes, he beer. He will here. hear this, so we have to keep that in mind. Um, he All right, Joe, regular beer. Every episode, and I guarantee you he will want to pick what we drink. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he has made discussion topic suggestions. All right, we can do uh, this. So I will, maybe we'll, we'll add it to the list. Yeah, my for dad sure. on, in the hopper <laughs> I as like a it. potential guest. Regular soon. beer. What would be regular beer? Just like a. My father would tell you that he would want to drink. Maybe like a Peroni. Okay. He lo- You know, he's Italian, so he's going to drink an fair, Italian fair. beer, even okay. though traditionally Italy isn't really like Not beer. super yeah. beer. I think that has changed in, oh, in the recent past. Really? I think there's a little bit more hmm. Italian craft going okay. on. Um, but I think for the most part, it's a very new thing. Mm. Um, and so they're still kind of just like the what you, we consider like the regular domestic. Like. Sure, sure, sure. Well, I mean, they've got a lot of wine barrels they can age some stuff that in. Is, so if they get around a, to it, I, I have think a, that... I uh, technically yeah. have like an ownership interest in a house in southern Italy. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should visit there we on should. one of our many beer journeys. One, Yeah, beer journeys, beercations. A beercation yes. to Italy. Oh, that's fantastic. What a dream. Yeah. That is a dream. Let's Ooh. do it. I want to go back to Italy. All right. Add it to the list. Yikes. Yeah, right. When we that win the down. lotto yeah. and... <laughs> we will build a brewery in my my home property thing Fantastic. There. I like sure. it. That sounds right. awesome. Okay. Moving so- <laughs> on. Yes. So, Peroni. But, yeah. So, Peroni. And then I think he would probably uh, want to drink like a... Maybe like a Stella. Okay. You know, Fair. that's what's regular beer, which is a step above like a North American domestic. Yeah, for like, sure. Uh, that's why I asked you know. what regular beer is to him, because regular yeah. beer to different people means very different yes, things. Yes, I agree. So. Um, I did turn him on to Zombie Dust. Oh, okay. At one point, we were at the Bavarian Lodge, mm-hmm. and he was looking place. for a recommendation. And I just kind of like randomly was like, why don't you just have a Zombie Dust? Yeah. My brother was like, there's no way he's going to like that. It's going to be too bitter. Mm-hmm. And he's not going li- to. And he loves it. He orders it. He ordered oh, wow. it every time we went. Um, huh. He's always just like, do they have up. that one beer that, that I one like? Beer that I li- you know, that one. Get me the one I like. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Oh, I, I was planning on going there for Thanksgiving. Yeah, they're Hopefully. definitely not open for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, I thought of you immediately when mm-hmm. they posted and they were like, well, today's the last day you can come sit down. Right. Yeah, I know. Yep, it is what it is. They've always been very conservative yep. about um, about having service in their restaurant. Which is totally fine. Um, I respect whatever decision as, as a restaurant or business or whatever course. that you, you want to make. So. I mean, for a very long time, they were just doing carry out. Mm-hmm. Um, even when it was nice out, Mm -hmm. there was a quite a while where they didn't have outdoor dining. Well, they don't have great parking to begin with. Yeah, that's brutal. Turning a portion of their parking lot into a patio. Just, I mean, you can barely go eat there as it is Mm -hmm. with the status of their parking lot. Uh, yeah. Anyways, it's funny anyways, because yes. it's like this restaurant in the suburbs of Chicago, and mm-hmm. it's like the hardest part about going there is getting a place to park. Which is, yes, yeah, so funny. 
Because, yeah, you wouldn't it's think in that Lyle. that's... Yeah, it's in Lyle, It's in Illinois. a suburb. It's like an hour from Chicago, <laughs> and you can't and, find a place to park. parking is the problem. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's completely And they don't random. take reservations. They're like also, a Chicago restaurant. Yes. They don't take reservations. There's no There's parking. There's no parking. <laughs> if you have children, they don't want you there. Yeah, they don't really like it. We bring them anyways, but they frown upon it, so... It's not that they're mean about you bringing your kids. It's no. that that's not why they're there, so they just yep. kind of like... Mm. Treat you like an adult, and if yeah. you bring non-adults with you, they're just like, whatever, just you like stay in your seat. Yeah. No, our kids were fine, though. Anyways, we when they wow, open back we up, digress. we will But let's talk about this that. Brandy Barrel Barley Wine, because we yes. didn't really get too no. far into uh, the flavor. Like it's I was like saying, though, with Brandy. barley wine, though. It's got nice barley wine. It, the aroma is, I mean. It's very nice. Yes. It smells very good. Mm-hmm. Um. Would I put this in my keezer? Yeah, maybe. It's a little... Mm. I don't want to say unremarkable. Because I don't think that's the right word. No, it's because really, it's very it's good. It's very good. But I am a little bit of a like snob. And if I'm going to have a keg of something, I think that it's got to... Yeah. So the other kegs that we have... Mm. Um, I'm not going to say what they are. Okay. Because we're going to save it for the oh, keezer episode. Oh, we have a keezer episode, yeah. Um, but the other kegs that I have, one is something mm. that I don't even know if it exists outside of what I have. Yeah, and it's um, fantastic. For a style. Yes. And the other thing is probably the beer that I've had the it's most one of, my, of. Yeah, one of my favorites. And a, a yeah. huge favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as a result, having a keg of it, it seems Makes very sense. natural. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, this is very good. I don't think that I would label it keezer worthy maybe that's going to be our new bench work mark is this keezer worthy so so <laughs> if we're gonna go like with like if i could have anything what would i put in the keezer Ooh. for the third keg my my secret dream uh is i'm waiting for revolution to put out another barley wine oh okay uh i would love a sixth barrel of VSOJ. Mm-hmm. I would probably mm-hmm. pay way overpay. Too much for it, but for still. It, but and you I'd have be it. happy to do it. Yeah, fair. Okay. Um, that's probably if I could have that's anything your, that okay. is somewhat achievable. Dream. Yeah, fair. Because yeah. that beer exists in the world. They haven't released it in quite a while, but um, but it's you know it's yeah. a brewery that is not impossible for me to get to yeah. no it's, it's a beer it's that totally has been not, made before it's not it a very popular like it's still it's it's a possible just not super likely so i think we yeah. want the third keg yeah. so neither of the other two that i wasn't going to spoil sure. are barley wines nope. yeah. and um i think we want the third keg to be a barrel aged barley wine okay. so if you guys are out there in the beer universe yes. and there is something some fantastic barrel aged barley wine that you think would be a great addition to my keezer that is actually obtainable let's yes. be reasonable people <laughs> yeah i'm not going to sell my soul to the devil and i would rather not pay 500 dollars for a six dollar and we're not driving to like the coast to go pick oh, something up so I mean, you know. midwest area yeah reasonable. i'm willing to cross a yeah. border oh, but sure. i'm not gonna cross several yeah no no fair wisconsin that's... indiana iowa general vicinity yeah i All think right. that's a good i think that's reasonable i think that's a good like yeah list of states i like that it. i would travel this to. is very Maybe good michigan though. you could throw oh, michigan, michigan. michigan's definitely reasonable there's parts of michigan um i actually did have a beer from Greenbush that oh. was a scotch ale oh. um that was pretty hmm. good okay. that i would maybe get a six maybe. barrel of yeah um maybe maybe maybe. and i I, they might have it it was something i just drank um okay but i think i want something that's just a little bit special fair and it needs to be sustainable you're not going to throw an ipa in there so see that's the problem i can't put neither of the other two beers are are ipas or pilsners no or you have to drink them pretty quick that is going to have what i would consider a pretty early expiration date Because it's Short mostly my husband and I. Yeah, I, the two of you. Yeah. I and mean, when now, I come by to drink, so. Now, the keg that you and I picked up, the one, that oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. We both drink it, like, every day. Mm-hmm. So, how long is it going to last? Yeah. I don't know. There's yeah. 50-something pints in okay. it. And if we, let's say, because we don't both drink full pours every day, let's sure, say sure. one pint a day gets drank. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be that long. We're going to uh, be taking. Christmas a, is going to be. We're going to be around. taking another road trip to find some sort yeah, of. Christmas maybe is this is what around. we need to do. We need to have a beercation. We need a road trip to pick up things for the keezer. 
So that is an excellent idea. That like is it. a great motivator for yes. a beercation, right? This, I all can right, get think behind about this one hundred percent. All right. Anyway, so we will wrap up barley wine. It, it's very good. I think it's that I don't. Good. I'm not familiar with brandy, so I can't pick up that flavor very much yeah. because I just don't know what it tastes like. It's a little bit sweeter, maybe, than a regular barley wine, and that's probably it. But I just apparently don't have enough experience with brandy to to pull that specific flavor out. But it's very good. Having read um, the description on the bottle, uh, mm-hmm. which I didn't do, and I almost never do because I don't like to be influenced. No, I just um, like to taste what I taste. But uh, it seems to explain that brandy brings out hints of dark fruit and toffee. And I think that's definitely, okay. I think I, I do it. get a little bit of that like rich nutty like toffee i could see that um yeah feel and a little bit more than a regular barley wine or a barrel or yeah. a bourbon barrel aged or something yeah. like that so so i could um, i can yeah. i could get that sense mm-hmm. um from this so yeah um cool yeah. hey you want to do something crazy and open that other bottle of central waters beer sure. that we have here we have a third Let's bottle of it. something that we both kind of think we might not like. I'm going to slam this barley wine <laughs> right, <me too>. Hold <laughs> so on. I can drink it. Um, and I know we're running kind of late, but you guys, do you really care if it's five more minutes? Nobody. We're good, Nobody right? Cares. So we're drinking. Lauren, tell me what it is while I, while I Vanilla Cherry Stout. So it's a stout aged in bourbon barrels with cherries and vanilla. Oh. So I've never had this either. Let's yeah, do I it. just chugged some barley wine. So, you know, there's that plant of water. I'm going to taste some water. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a, a cleanse would be the right decision before uh-huh. drinking a different barrel-aged beer. Bourbon barrel-aged this mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Which you can smell the difference. Does I it th- have more of that, like, syrupy, um, like, bourbon mm-hmm. smell? Let me pour yeah. this for myself here. For sure. Okay. Well, barley wines, though, have their own distinct smell, too. Yeah. So, not a super strong aroma, That's though. That's what I was going to yeah. say. I do think it smells, obviously, smells different than the barley wine. Um, my mouth is, my throat is on fire because I just slammed that barley wine. <laughs> um, but very subtle. Very subtle. M- much less of an aroma than the barley wine. Um, I don't get cherry or vanilla, although neither one of us ever smells vanilla. So it could be like freaking vanilla bomb here and I get nothing from it. Right. I get... Okay, so I took a taste. I get the cherry. Like a dark cherry, though. Like a... Yeah, it's not I get tart cherry. cherry. No. Not at all. And it's actually, the the flavor of this is pretty subtle as well. Yeah. Um, it, it's not, I, I maybe. I yeah, I, I know, know we, we've we been doing this a little bit lately. I like the barley wine more than I like this beer, even though we're not apples to apples, of sure, course. Sure. Um, I think this is maybe a little thin. I don't especially feel for like it's barrel aged as beer. big of a flavor as I expect. Especially, like you said, from a barrel aged beer. I think I expected more... In, on my taste buds that I'm getting from yeah. this. I mean, I do get cherry, and the more I, get cherry. I drink yeah. of it, and the more my mo- my body recovers from that but shot my, I of think, barley wine I drink. I think I drank. the disappointment to me is that a lot of barrel-aged beers, you do get a little bit of that alcoholy like, the, a, a kick a burn, to it. Yeah, A little bit of the burn. I get nothing of that with no, this at me all. me neither. Not that that's a bad thing. It's very mm. smooth, but I'm not getting any of that bourbon barrel-aged to it a little bit in the smell but if you didn't tell me that it was i might i might just skip that piece yeah it doesn't of it really have the it was heat a, a cherry that um a bourbon barrel aged mm-hmm. so you know i mean we're by the time this episode comes out we're weeks away from bourbon county yeah yeah, yeah. and uh i mean i think we can both agree we're probably gonna do a bcs yeah, episode yeah. sometime in december mm-hmm. um because i'll probably get a full allotment yeah. or pretty close did you sign up to lottery no, no. don't do that yeah, I wasn't i'll gonna. just take care yeah. of this don't worry about it <laughs> let's just say it'll get taken care we'll of whatever out. you want to drink we'll drink it we'll get sorted out but yeah. so so we're close to um to bcs which is really the baseline for most bourbon barrel aged beers that most yeah. people have if you have any bourbon barrel aged stout experience yeah you probably you compare yeah. it to goose mm-hmm. island bourbon county um and as a result, 
Um, this is just the things that I love and even some of the things I don't love about Bourbon County don't exist in this beer. Yeah. It doesn't have that thick, heavy feel, the it, mouth feel. Yeah. Uh, sorry. No, 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 uh, what words did we decide we were going to use instead of mouth feel? Did we I come up remember. with something? We did. I got to work on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's, the flavors are they're almost subtle. too subtle. Yeah, they're very subtle. Um, and you don't get the heat. At all. That heat, That's what the I said. The heat from the barley wine that we were both kind of feeling yeah. after taking a good gulp of it, mm-hmm. that we had to rinse, like, mm-hmm. to yeah, move I've on Yeah, I drank, from. like, half a, half a glass of water. But I'm not, yeah, I'm not getting any, again, if you didn't tell me it was bourbon barrel aged, I don't you know if I would have known. get that from it. I was trying to find the alcohol content on this bottle. No. And I don't think... It's on here. Um, maybe I'll tell you later after I've driven <laughs> home. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely cherry. I can taste yes, the cherry to it, but I, I don't taste cherry. the. I don't get the 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 barrel age of it. Eleven um, percent no? ABV. Okay, so it's so up there. It's fair for a barrel yeah. aged beer. It's it's in the range of what is pretty average. Yeah. Um, well. You know, I'm glad that we tried the third beer. Man, we never drank three beers. I know. What a, That's all right. What a it's crazy worth a day. Shot. All what right. A crazy world we live in. Thank you, Central Waters. Yes. I I think that this was a great little well-rounded experiment yeah. we did here. We tried some stuff. I've never had a cherry yeah. beer that was a bourbon barrel aged. Nope. So nope. we got to try a couple new things. I that like was it. awesome. Yeah. Thanks again, Central Waters. Thanks for joining me tonight, Lauren. Yeah. Um, and thank you, everyone, who Thanks joined us on our little Central Waters tasting adventure. <laughs> um, as always, please find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram under Parenting by the Pint. You can also find our podcast by the same name on all of your favorite podcast apps. Yep. You will find us there. Um, we've got big things on the horizon, so we'll keep you posted on guest interviews and yep. maybe some merchandise. Yep. By the time this episode drops, we might be really close to that. Yeah, probably. Um, and, and good things. So thanks everyone for supporting us and we'll catch you next week. Thanks. <laughs>